A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One, two, three, four! Alright, uh counting down. So one, two, three. Nice. Nice, Ooh. nice, nice. Ooh. Oh. Nice. Ooh. So this is a special one, you guys. How do you mean special, Sebastian? Like explain special. I think it's time we do something a little bit special. I know we were gonna talk about the state of the MCU this week, but I think we have an opportunity for something even more special. And that being said. Let's welcome our first, first guest on Freeballing, Miss Selena. Please introduce yourself. Oh, hello, everybody. Hi, uh, I'm Selena. I am friends of Ed and Sebastian. We both met in uh, at NIFA in Los Angeles. I'm from Germany. I am currently working in film slash TV and... Uh, I'm very excited to be here with you. Well, you're actually here now That's because you are, you've are you just finished working for me on my short film, which is something I mentioned earlier in the year that I was planning to do. It finally happened, everybody. It only took a million billion years. Woo! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> you probably, Fuck uh, yeah! People of, friends of me have definitely seen many posts from the uh, the crew over the past few days, being reposted by everyone, um, all the BTS and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It was a pleasure to have Selena come over to Germany to uh, help out. Well, come over from Germany. From Germany. From ger- <laughs> from Germany. Did, what, what did I say? You said come to Germany. Oh, come to Germany. See, you see, it's it, sleep deprivation, people. It's it's not fun. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I got about five hours sleep in a four-day shoot. Fuck. Well, it's a good thing you brought it up because that's kind of what I wanted to start off with. I wanted to interview both of you guys about the set. Kind of like those debriefs that we did when we were in school, only, you know, fun and not as soul crushing. Oh, God. I'm going to oh. I'm gonna have enough of these over the next week, meeting the um the director, the producer, and then 
PR reps. So, but yeah, by all means, interview <laughs> well, I'll, us. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it light because we still Debrief. have an episode to do. I don't want to put the whole focus on you guys. Like you said, you got other people you're gonna fucking talk to about that. So overall, you know, shoots over. That's the you know, can finally breathe now. What are your thoughts? Are you happy with the shoot? Are you happy with the process? What do you? What, where are your heads at right now with it? I kind of want to hear from the outside looking in. Like I had such a I had such a role in this project that if I start sort of being like it was shit, it was fucking awful. Like <laughs> that doesn't it's, it's it's shit. It it was neither of those things. Firstly, um, but I kind of want to hear someone who I hired mm-hmm. onto the set, someone who didn't write the scripts or you know what was it like coming from Germany to England for this script, for this idea. It was definitely worth it. Super fun, fantastic crew. Everyone is nice. I love it. Their people are just nice. I love that. Don't have that often on set. (laughs) Also, I think that we're in that big of a crew, so you could just, like, talk to everybody, and it was really homey and nice. And I've seen already some... Some, uh, how some of say? the shots. Yeah, some thanks. of the shots. Yeah, and looks amazing. Yeah, we're um, it's very good. The DOP and the director have already been getting to work on post production, and have like have taken frames and coloured them for sort of um, like colour references for when we actually do all of the colour. But um, so, oh, man, holy, holy moly, is the phrase I want to use right now. So you guys, you know, you guys are finally getting into post-production and stuff. So what do you guys think the turnaround is going to be? When can we expect to see, you know, some stills, you know, some promotional stuff? Oh, well, we, I, I need to, I need to be in post-sound by the start of April. If not, post-sound is going to be a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. And annoyingly, I've already paid for post-sound. So, but I hear that post-production uh, as a sort of free ball and exclusive as discussed early today, we're getting started in post-production next week. Fuck yeah. You hear that? Exclusive. We exclusive in this bitch. Yeah, people, uh, I, I, I don't think anyone besides me and the director have, have discussed it. Because the director is also editing. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a, f- besides student films, that is, a, that is a first for me. But, you know, I, I trust this guy with with my heart. I trust him with this project. I've trusted a lot of people with this project and each one of them has surpassed expectations. Like something that began with me has now turned into something that, you know, at least 20 people can honestly say they have, you know, that like they've put their heart into, like they've put their heart into this just as much as I have. And it's honestly, it was, it, you know, I, I could sometimes just, I'd be in Video Village watching people work and I'd just be, I'd just be smiling. So piggybacking off of that, um, Selena, I guess my question for you would be, you know, what was it about this script? Obviously, you and I both know Ed's a phenomenal fucking writer. The guy is just a, wor- a fucking awardsmith. So what was it about this specific script that kind of was like, yes, it's worth the trip. It's worth the work. You know, what did it for you? Um, I think it just uh, because when I first read it, I read like one, uh, two drafts, probably. I really liked sort of like the the idea and that it was kind of like, you know, kind of contained, like one space, only like three actors, three characters. And it like from the beginning, it felt very much like a Black Mirror episode and one of the better ones. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that. And uh, yeah. Sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, so I, I actually don't remember 
the name of your project is because you know it's I don't know you if you've made change. I don't know if you've changed it or not. My fuck my shit goes through changes all the time when it comes to the title. So what is the official title? So when we talk about it in the future, we can reference it. The official title of my short film is Together Alone. <sighs> and it like I don't really want to reveal why the title <clears throat> makes sense because there like there is a big third act reveal that we're sort of when people were posting BTS through set, I actually had to go through um, me and the other me and the other co-writers and co-producers because we didn't want people sort of like spoiling stuff. I've shown like I've shown some of the reference frames to people um, who I trust, and I've said like these are one hundred percent confidential. Like if these were to get out in any way, it would actually ruin you know a little bit of the movie. It's only a short movie, and you know it you know kind of acting like marvel over here but you have to like, you know i want people to watch the first time they watch protective. this movie I, I literally want them to be blown away almost awesome i honestly i'm i'm so psyched to fucking see it it's you know the fact that you have such an amazing crew behind you bro it just it speaks to your talent and your determination and i'm so happy for both of you guys i wish i could have been on it maybe the next one but I'm, I'm psyched to see it. I'm also really psyched to dive into this week's episode. Are you guys down? Oh, mate, take uh, Love let, it. Tell, us, tell us what we're doing this week, man. So this week, we I wanted to do something that connect that, you know, is something that connected the three of us. It connected us even more so after we lived together. We lived together for a year. Okay. And it wasn't until after we no longer lived together that the three of us were like, yo, that show, New Girl, is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, because I watched uh, my first viewing of New Girl was actually through quarantine. Uh, Selena and I watched it. Um, we would we would binge watch it in the apartment, and we it was on a, a list of shows that we would binge watch together. But I feel like that one was definitely the more like, oh, that's totally us on the screen show, you know? Oh, for sure. Just a quick breakdown of the format for this one. Um, the cast of New Girl is so talented. It's so. Um, you know, they, they just work so well together and I want to give each character love. So we're going to go with the best of each character's episodes. Even Homeless Dave. Homeless Dave is the best. Yeah, I love Homeless with Dave. With his rock babies. I love him. <laughs> with his rock babies. The Korean guy that never speaks. Oh, I know. There's so... I, I, but I want to focus on the core cast just because, you know, we only have so much time. Oh, man. We could do another episode when Selena comes round again, hopefully in the summer, mm. and we'll do best new girl, ep- best new girl episodes with like best side characters from New Girl. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'm, I, I'd be down for that because there's so f- there's so many. But in terms of the main cast, um, Sebastian, we're talking this week um, our favorite Winston episode, our favorite CC episode, our favorite Schmidt episode, our favorite Nick episode, and of course new girl herself our favorite jess episode yep yep, yep, yep. sound cue <gasps> no coach like selena actually spoke to me about that earlier um as far as being someone who sort of you know ditched the show for a different show after the yeah. pilot episode came back and left again selena was saying he never really felt like a main character when he was the seasons he was in he was always sort of you know, he was he was very much a, a helper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were just like a couple of episodes where actually his storyline was like one of the main ones and other times he was just like there just being 
funny. funny coach, yeah, yeah and yeah. interacting with the other cast members. They so. sort of forced him into a more important role by making him actually coach in Jess's school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was, I yeah. think that was like so almost to give the character something to do in a way. Honestly, it makes sense. Like, I agree, especially, was it, was, did he leave for happy endings? Uh, uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he yes. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the show. It wasn't bad. Um, but, I totally understand. But like that you know, show got cancelled and he was like, hey, can I come back to New Girl? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, paycheck. Love it. Yeah. I need money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do we want to start? So I've written mine as I've gone Winston, CC, Schmidt, Nick, Jess. I have basically the same order. The only, I just have CC and Winston flipped. Flipped. Oh, so you've gone okay. CC, Winston, Schmidt, Nick, Jess. Yes. And I simply just wrote them down. So you simply I'm just like, wrote yeah. them down. Well, if we go with Sebastian's layout, and then Sebastian, you'll just have to, so we don't over speak over ourselves, sort of give each other a chance to speak. Uh, by the way, audience, be prepared for a longer episode, because me and Sebastian usually make these episodes about an hour long, but we have a third person today. It probably means they're going to be... 45 minutes long now. 45 minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Y'all are losing 15 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> somehow we lose 15 minutes. Yeah, don't know how that happens. Um, just ask my it ex-girlfriend. Um, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> Sorry, sound effects. Um, I've been doing them on the set the whole time. Um, people have had enough of, hey, yo! Because, like, people would, someone would say anything, and I, that would be my response on set. Um, I need to bring normal me back. Set me needs to be laid to rest and buried. Um, I need to. You return. go full Staten Island mode, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, S- uh, Sebastian, start us off, bro. And then start us off and give us your answer. Oh, okay, okay. So, going off, going with uh, CeCe's. So, the episode that I think was CeCe's best episode was The Cubicle. And it's a uh, season five, episode 12. Um, so, this is the episode where she's kind of starting to get her footing with her modeling agency. And it just kind of sets. Her tone for the for the rest of the show, and I think it's great, especially at that point. You know, she's been trying to figure out what the fuck she is, what the hell she wants to do, and ultimately deciding that she wants to work to, you know, protect and cultivate new modeling talent. I think works out for her because of her character development, and you know, later on the line when she ultimately becomes a mom, it kind of adds to that nurturing level of her. Well, she becomes a mom while still working as that. Um... With, with that model agency, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, she takes what she starts in season five through the rest of the show. Something that I've, I thought was like going to be like only like a few episodes. It's like it's, it's sort of, it started out that way. It's like even the show didn't really believe in what CeCe was doing. And for a while, I felt like the show didn't even believe in CeCe as a whole. I think it was just people gravitated to her character. Like there was a point in about season three, season four, where they sort of made her character a lot more relatable. I think she has an episode where she talks about, um, you know, her struggle with relationships. And I think that's where most people was like, yo, you know, we can actually, you know, we can relate to Cece. Like, she's not just, you know, oogly googly eyes every time yeah. you see her when she comes on, on, on the screen. Because I think everyone on New Girl is very good looking, especially, uh, especially Nick. Wow. <laughs> 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 well, but like actually, 
because my favorite episode of CC actually uh, kind of continues with that because my favorite one is season two, episode five, Models. It's the one where she has her birthday and she wants to celebrate it uh, with a bunch of her model friends. And also Jess kind of comes along, but she doesn't like the models because, you know, Jess is a little bit, oh, well, all these models are like kind of dumb and it's boring and they believe I look like some monkey from a Russian commercial or something. It's like mm. weird, like commercial for something. And she kind of looks like it. And then they kind of like, or like Jess doesn't want to hang out with uh, Cece anymore. And they kind of get into a fight and Cece actually tells her, well, I believe that you always belittle me or think I'm stupid only because I'm a model, but I'm more than that. And then the next day, because Cece drank way too much, she can't do her modeling job which is uh, where she like has to present like a new Ford or whatever. And she has to be on one of these spinning, like what do you call them? Spinning platforms. Yeah, one of these spinning platforms and she can't do it. So Jess has to do it. And Jess is just, she's overwhelmed by it wearing like six inch heels and like short skirts and shit ton of makeup. And she's just completely fails, which is hilarious. But it sort of shows that, yeah, well, like Jess actually apologizes to CC that, she realizes, yeah, well, your job is also hard, different hard, but uh, sees her more of, not only her, but also the audience starts seeing CC more as a roundup like character, not only, oh yeah, like the pretty model, but that's all she is, that it's actually pretty hard work for her. And yes, it's like people on the outside, like our friend groups may look at all three of us as like struggling writers and creatives and and think like what, what do you guys even do every day and like the answer is like well besides struggling with anxiety the want to kill myself and the need to you know not do this anymore you know we, we you know, there's a lot of you know it takes so much determination to do what all all three of us uh, are trying to do in our own different on our own different paths as well yeah you know there's a, i think there's a lot of people around me that don't fully understand what it is I do, and I hope this short film doesn't really prove them wrong, but makes them go, "Hey, yo, Ed, that was, hey, yo, um, yeah, Ed, there was, you know, I, I finally, I, I get it. I hope that's the, you know, honestly, I hope that's the response I get from some people. But um, back to this, um, my favorite CC episode uh, is season five, episode one, Big Mama P. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yes, sir. Good and one. It's, um, <laughs> And I think this is a good insight to like Cece's heritage was always sort of um, Cece's Indian heritage in the show was always a little bit made fun of in a few episodes, like a bit characterized as well. I think this is the first episode where they actually realize that if Cece's mom doesn't um, agree with like agree with her on Schmidt, she like in some families there's the mom could shut the marriage down but what Cece does is fight she fights her heritage she fights her religion she fights her mum for love and I wish I had that because Sebastian wishes he had it too <laughs> we all we all wish we're all single people <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Sebastian means Selena were laughing at each other awkwardly. No, I was just I was just agreeing and I was saying it didn't need to be said, but it's been said, so you know, here we are. Yeah. Like just watching someone care so much for what she wants, she's willing to sort of forego her childhood 
her like her culture mm-hmm. for one man that's like that is that's that's power the deter- like the determination the sheer will that takes is is massive like i i give i give so much so many props to the people who can do that and like you know who are essentially rewarded for putting themselves out there to such a degree and you know they find that person um you know hasn't happened yet i'm still of the optimistic mind that it will but there's also the cynic in me that's like yeah just focus on something else i've given up oh fuck <laughs> l- l- love is one of those things that is just is not for me apparently oh no well it all depends probably Still you're trying to make understand. you're trying to make me feel better. Yeah, um, and, I try to. And we now t- we now need to move on to Winston. That's oh, <laughs> like, sorry, there's not a, there's not enough time for love because there's no, time that's for a whole Winston is waiting. Fucking so, series. Um, Winston is all the love we ever needed. Winston's Winston all we ever need, cat. honestly. <laughs> what was the cat, what was the name of the cat again? Ferguson. Ferguson, like with his little smushed up face, man. Oh god, I love it. I want to give that cat a hug so much. God damn it! You got you sons of bitches! You straight up stole my episode. So the oh, I, well, oh, well, we have different episodes. We though. have different episodes. I was, sure. I was just remembering the cat. I don't, I don't, I don't have have a cat episode. I don't have a cat episode either. No, well, it, I do. His ep- my episode is nerd. It's season three, episode two. It's where he gets Ferguson. Oh, that is, it, it is a good episode. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It is such an important episode because that little fucking cat just becomes a part. It doesn't even become a part of his world. It becomes his world to a very, very, I would argue, unhealthy degree. Like, like the, he is the embodiment of the weird cat relationships for me. Oh, it is. Oh, unhealthy. yeah. It is unhealthy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I understand cat relationships. I, I grew up with, with two cats. Um, and when they passed away, it was like a part of the family was missing for a while. Sorry. Oh God! No, it's all good. again. <laughs> That's all, folks. No. So, um, uh, let's. Uh, so, Selena, Winston. Yeah, so it's <laughs> interesting because I actually chose the episode before season three, episode one, all in, because this is where we learn that uh, Winston actually is colorblind, and they do that in such a funny way because he starts with just like wanting to start a puzzle, and he's like really bad at it, and then he says like, "Oh, I wonder what what is, what what it's gonna look like." And um, Schmidt is like, what do you mean? It's a, it's, it's on the box. It's a Japanese garden. And just Winston is just like not understanding why he takes so long. And he also like takes off his pants. I don't know why, but like to, to like chill. And I always remember every time I think of Winston, I remember his line where he's like singing, I'm going to do some puzzling. <laughs> it's great. And then when they were in Mexico, he then realizes he's colorblind. And he's like, so what color is Kermit the Frog? Like, he's green. He's like, oh, I always thought it was gray. And Schmidt asks him, well, what do you think your color is? <laughs> and it's just insanely funny because it's just like oh, the if, crisis if, of Winston. Like, wait, what color am I? <laughs> wait, he talks about the color of his shoes. Yeah, those sho- if those shoes, shoes are brown, yeah. well, then what color, color do you think they are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just like because that and then the next episode he gets his cat just shows that like the writers were like okay we need like we have to change the winston character so they start making him out a little bit more quirky and a little bit more it makes him more human yeah i would say it make it makes it takes someone who is there as like comedic value through um through failure almost and and sort of gives him a reason to sort of like until they get found him a character who he could love yeah he loved his cat 
Totally. And my favourite Winston episode is um, now I didn't like. I don't think anyone is expecting us is expecting us to use an episode from the last season. I have. I've gone with um, Engram um, Pataski. It's, it's the last mm, it's the finale. Mm-hmm. It's the finale. It's where you realise the whole yeah. last season's obstacle was a prank from Winston to help Nick and Jess <laughs> sort of come to terms with moving out. That they have to move on. He's so bad at pranks. And it's yeah. the only time the prank Sinatra actually works that it kind yep. of went overboard, but it was the perfect kind of going overboard. Absolutely, overboard. 100%. Like, it's a prank yeah. that maybe went like went too far, but needed to be done because there was no way... Nick and Jess were moving out of this apartment any other way. It had to be. It had to yep. be like a for, like someone had to force them to leave. And when like you know Winston does it out of love. Like if I give if I tell them they have to move out by a certain date, like within I think it's like a few months, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're being they're being told they're being evicted. You know they can slowly come to terms with moving on. And then there's also um, it ends with. The G-rated True American. Oh yeah. With all the kids. Yeah. Where they've. Well, they've I just all, thought Winston all... has like a lot of children. I was yeah. like five or something. Oh my god. It's like <laughs> god damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Nah, I love both of those episodes. They're so great. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Where do we go next, Schmidt? Schmidt. Yep. All right, so. Let's talk. Let's let's uh, let's talk about Schmidt. He's the most confident, insecure character in a TV show I've ever seen. When they changed him from being a possible like stiffler character when the show first yeah. starts, mm. someone is a bit of a womanizer, a bit of a Charlie Sheen um, stiffler kind of a guy, and then almost immediately he meets Cece, and it's you know little big things have little beginnings. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I feel like it's what gives his better moments that much more gravitas. For me, the episode that I've chosen as my favorite Schmidt episode is a culmination. Culmination. There it is. Thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> is a Clean Break, uh, season four, episode 22. You this is the episode sick son where of a he, bitch. he oh, proposes. No. I can't be bothered finding another episode. So me and Sebastian have the same episode and actually kind of saves time. <laughs> and if you don't touch on anything that I want to touch on, I'll just add that on after after you finish Sebastian. Right. But yeah, me and Sebastian are sharing Schmidt episodes, which is awesome. We uh, and just before we you move on, just before you talk, um, Sebastian, if we did have a coach episode, this would have been my coach episode. Fuck. Okay. This is this is not would have been my this would not have been my coach episode. My coach episode was um the episode where he's like training Nick. I just thought he was at his coachiest, and I thought it was amazing. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Do you have a coach episode off the top of your head, Selena, before we move on with Schmidt? No, I really... I mean, except probably, like, the last one he's he's in, because Clean it's, Break. Yeah. Oh, no, that is Clean Break. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was the he, other one. He became, a, cam- he became, he became was... a cameo after Clean Break. Oh, that's right. There's a cameo in New York where you learn that he's been back to L.A. like oh, seven yeah. times and not told anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, never mind. And now I don't have any. I just have like scenes with him. I absolutely love. I love the one with like the Prince episode where him and Schmidt 
No, is it him and Schmidt? No, it's him and Winston play like that little ham and cheese game. Yes. Oh <laughs> no, the my water. God. No, the the ice and fire. We are ice and fire, and they're like pretending that they were like I don't know veterans, and they've seen each other, and like Johnny didn't make it, and it's like so <laughs> emotional that the guy who the name of Nick and Schmidt try is so, yeah, we're a ham and cheese, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, Schmidt, Clean Break, Sebastian, why did you choose Clean Break? So, I mean, we think about Schmidt at the beginning, like you said, he was very much like a stifler, you know, party guy, womanizing guy type of thing. But there's an, there's that moment before he proposes, we get a flashback of him telling him straight up, looking Cece dead in the eyes, like, one day I'm going to marry you, girl. And she's like, jar. So he has to put money in the douche jar. But it, you know, and it cuts back to this moment. It is a, like I said, it's a culmination of all everything that these two have been through, and it's such an amazing fucking moment that I was just like, God, it, it tugs at the heartstrings, and it was just like, God damn, fucking finally. Yeah, that is yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. I think, and in terms of like, this is how you you build you build a character when one character leaves. You need, you need, like, it's almost like this is the baby. You know, in, in, like, other shows, when a character dies, a baby is born. Mm-hmm. The way New Girl worked around Coach leaving, something had to come out of Coach leaving, and it was Schmidt and Cece, like, taking that big, that big step. Sebastian? No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. I would, no, I wasn't sure if, yeah, if you were done. Holding back the tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get back in there, tear. <laughs> <laughs> I chose another one again season 2 I'm very season 2 heavy um, season 2 episode 18 Tinfinity it's, this was going to be my CC oh, oh that one yeah <laughs> I chose that one uh, so it, yeah so Schmidt and Nick have to celebrate their 10 years of friendship Tinfinity Tinfinity not, not Tinfinity Tinfinity that's a, that's a joke Tinfinity and, but it's because um, because um, Ten year, a ten year anniversary yeah. is your tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who chooses exactly. that? Yeah, that's what they explain in the first. Yeah, like yeah. Scene. Sorry, Selena. Yeah, I'll Man. shut up. Zip it, Ed. Fuck off. And uh, so, like, Schmidt tries everything to make everything perfect, and Nick's like, "Oh my god, this dude! It's only like our friendship." But you can see how valuable that friendship is to Schmidt, and it all gets kind of destroyed. I mean, not the friendship, but like the entire party for Schmidt gets so destroyed when cc is proposed and like they like the dj screws up the queue and he like schmidt is supposed to deliver his speech but instead uh cc gets proposed and they use his song for nick and it's just all just so sad when when schmidt just looks back at cc and he's like well i screwed it up and like i have that Infinity with Nick, but yeah, CC is probably gone, and then he's just, just very, very sad. Damn. Yeah. I love that both of the episodes that we talked about were so polar opposite. Yeah, hundred percent. But it, but it, it also, it, I mean, it speaks to the growth of the character. Like you know, Selena's episodes in season two are my episode was in um season four. Our episode, dipshit. Our episode, sorry, our episode was in season four. <laughs> I'm trying, okay, oh God. I wonder if I can think of a Schmidt episode right now. The um, the stag do. The failed stag do. Schmidt has all these expectations of the stag, and they're just completely oh, yeah, subverted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it literally turns out to Schmidt, Nick, and, like, 
three like three of it like Winston and um, I think Cece's ex boyfriend and one other person they end up fighting a bunch of like they they end up fighting the motorcycle gang in like the sidebar on the road. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's, he believes <laughs> yeah. He, he's not a real man. Yeah. For Cece, he can't protect her, and that's why they do that like road trip to Vegas, but they never get to Vegas. And at the same time, you, like we're hearing what the girls are up to. Oh, I love and that the episode. Next, the next episode is. It is, you know, we see what the girls were doing. <laughs> so great, Sebastian. Wait, is, is is the? Why is it whenever I speak, you need to, <laughs> you need to be silent? Are you waiting for me to ramble, you son of a bitch? I've been I've been told by many people on set that I've been rambling in this podcast, and I'm going to start shutting up, which means you need to start talking more, bitch. No, 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 no it's fine. It's just I'm just making sure. I'm just trying to make sure. Like I, I have. What I was gonna say, but you started talking, well, so I wasn't sure if you were done say, or not. Sebastian, just say it. You're gonna tell me I rambled too? No, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna ask if the episode after that bachelor party one was the episode where they're trying to return like a bread maker or something. Oh in their yeah, the eyes. bread maker. Yeah. And, oh they are God, indeed. It's, oh, yes, great. I love, I love that, that fucking where, episode. Like, it's so funny. Weird bread maker just keeps on like in the store and there's just like this weird sound always coming from it it's because um winston at the same time is being told there's an opening because um she uh his the the girl like the girl who winston ends up with the cop yeah she constantly talks she, uh her cal ellie pen, cal oh my pen, god ellie cal pen yeah um she finally as like sort of is not really into that relationship and jess is texting winston like there's an opening, yeah. But she's also very high. Yes, yeah. Jess is very high. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm glad I could actually think of one off the cuff because, like, I've only actually ever seen New Girl like completed once in my life. Huh. So some of these episodes, are, like, these are the ones that stuck with me the most. And like, I think most of mine are like as as funny as New Girl is consistently. I think I've gone for the episodes that, like, I remember, like, if, you know, if we're talking, sorry to sort of ramble, if we're talking Scrubs, the episodes I remember aren't necessarily the most funny ones. They're the most moving ones. Yeah. The one where um, uh, JD and Turk get the beer for George, and he's like, you know, he's he's had the best life. Um, you know, of course, Dr. Cox, um, How to Save a Life at the end of that's, um, that show sort of changes Dr. Cox completely. Um, the episode where Brendan Fraser is actually dead and Dr. Cox is failing to sort of come to terms with that. And then you've also got um, JD early on in the show where he sort of yells at the guy who's also called JD and it's like, hello, number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so, like th Those episodes of Scrubs stick with me more and I think the same thing happened with New Girl. The, the more character-building, emotionally-driven episodes stuck with me more and that's what, you know, that's what I have here. And even, you know, to keep going on this, I feel like they did this so early on with Nick. Segways, my dudes. Transitions, working on them. Um, I'll go first. It's just in case Sebastian has stolen my episode again. Uh, I went with season one, episode four, Naked. Ooh, nice. <laughs> which has one of my favorite lines of all time, which, which goes, which is from Schmidt, and it goes, Jess, you can't laugh at a naked man, especially Nick. He's like a flower, a chubby, delicate flower who also hates himself. And that is me. I'm a chubby, delicate flower 
who hates himself every morning and every night. And there's a moment in the middle of the day where I'm so busy, I don't have time to hate myself. But on the episode, it was so early on where like Nick had like was just becoming this sort of like almost a, a bit of a bum, a bit of a loser. There was no reason. There was no real character building with Nick. But Jess sees him naked and there is no... Like, there is no more point for a man where he is more vulnerable when he's accidentally caught naked. That, like... And just just for reference, as close as I am to Selena and Sebastian, mm-hmm. I have seen neither of them naked. Yeah, and I don't want that ever to happen. Well, same, True. kind of. Because I, I feel like... You know, I don't. I don't even know what we'd do. I feel like we'd just stand there and look at each other. We like. We would probably do the exact same. <laughs> yeah, Selena would probably start laughing. Definitely at me. But because I would think of that moment, I think like you shouldn't laugh, but I have to. It's so awkward. You have if to I, do if something. If I saw Selena naked, I'd be like, damn. No. Um, <laughs> if I saw Sebastian naked, I'd be, you know, I just want to. I just want to slap them cheeks. Jesus bro. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, especially for a guy. Like when he's caught, mm-hmm. you know, when he's caught short, he's not, you know, he's not fully prepared. Like being naked in front of someone wasn't on today's schedule. It like it changes a man. And I feel like it's such an important episode for Nick that this happened so early on to sort of, you know, make him relatable to like other guys rather than just being a guy's guy. It's like, no, Nick actually also has sort of insecurities. Mm-hmm. Huge episode for Nick. As funny as it is, because um, doesn't Jess keep calling Nick, Nick's willy, um, Pernis? Per- yeah, she has problems to say the word penis. <laughs> she She's like, penis. not penis. Don't sing it. Pernis. Not pernis, penis. Penis. Don't sing it. That's great. Sebastian, have you accidentally seen me naked any by any chance? No, I don't think so. I have. I thought there was a ch- there was a time when you saw my bum cheeks, or was that the girl I was with? It's possible, but to be fair, there were a lot of times when your shorts would just kind of like drag, so it would just happen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm packing heat. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm talking about your ass would just kind of fall out. Oh, my ass just fell out. Oh man, I thought you were talking about seeing like sort of. No, I feel like know, if 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 the, the John, you'd the know John if I would have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I have got bodacious bum cheeks though. Like I am rambunctiously big in the derriere department. Yo, I my, props, my dudes. Props were props. You are due. Well, props are due. My dude. I impressed a few people on set with my twerking skills, by the way. And you know, everybody loved it. I, oh no, yeah, I, I love a good opportunity. A good opportunity to prove, you know, to show people that. Your boy can shift. Oh, my my boy can move. He can move them cheeks. I did the worm shirtless on a stage in Vegas. Yes, I was inebriated, but like... Oh, so fucked you know, up. That was a proud moment for me. Sebastian, <laughs> you go, because I have two episodes. Oh, shit. Keep... Damn. Sebastian, Leading go. Back to... Go. Sebastian, take, take, take us away. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so for me, the Nick episode that I picked was Pepperwood. Season two, episode fourteen. Good, because I also did that one. I so like I need to have another one because I know Sebastian so well. I'm probably gonna choose either of these, so you go, man. Nah, she's living in my mind, man. I'm not cool with that. At least she was prepared. Fair enough. 
Hang on, I'm gonna step out for a sec because something's happening in my house that I know for sure my mic is picking up. Uh, I just need to go sort it out. Give me two seconds. Selena, you may keep talking. I will keep talking. <laughs> uh, so should I wait or should I just give it, get into my explanation? Uh, well, Ed is actually already back. I'm no back. time. Oh, well, no my, time for any transitions. My dishwasher had finished. Uh, and when my dishwasher finishes, it's like, Hey, I'm finished. Come open me. And if you don't do it ah, in 10 okay. minutes, it's like, Hey, I'm still finished. Come open me. And it pisses me <laughs> off. <clears throat> right. Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian was doing his episode. Yeah, sorry. I should have said Sebastian keep talking, not Selena keep talking. It's all good. Ed, stop talking. Sebastian, tell us, Nick, why? Right, so, Pepperwood. Obviously, down the line, this becomes a huge thing for him. You know, he becomes a writer. He gets into the Pepperwood Chronicles. But this was the first appearance. And I fucking love Nick in this episode. The idea that he's this, like, two-bit, very noir-style fucking detective, like, femme fatale coming into, like, uh, you walked into my door of all doors kind of thing is so fucking perfect for him and then the fact that he turns this into a successful writing career like come on this i feel like this is how all that shit gets started like the good ideas like you're just kind of trying to figure out a way to help a friend and then you come up with an idea and then down the line you're like i remember that time i did this one thing and then boom successful writing career i imagine that's how it goes for everyone i mean if it could happen to me that would be great i know we would all love that yeah same i'm waiting on that god i'm waiting yeah, and also like with, with Pepperwood because he wishes he would be that person. That's why he like wrote himself like that because he wished he would like lived in these like noir times, but he's not. So he like kind of like writes himself into that person, and like his detective work, he he he's really bad at it, of course, because it's Nick. But it's just fantastic. I love it. I think my backup Nick so episode great. is when he risks it all for Olivia Munn's character. And it I, like he's so surprised when it actually worked. Oh yeah. He he like he asks her out like through text or some shit. And like he actually like the, he actually gets the response he's looking for and he's like he's not convinced that it like it actually worked, but it did. Um just as like, you know, Nick is such a great character. Uh, besides him supporting the Chicago Bears, like Duh, bears. I mean, um, he's from Chicago. He is so, from Chicago, huh? so he has right, but, yeah. you know. He's Pepperwood. He's from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but, Selena, what is your backup episode? My back Smart episode. enough to think of one, as in I wasn't with Schmidt. Uh, season 2, episode 7, The Menses. It's overall, it's just fantastic. But this is the one where Nick actually meets, what's his name, Tan? The Korean yes, man the, who, never the, who never speaks. Oh. Yeah, this is where he meets him. And it's really just great because, like, Jess calls him out that he's, like, always kind of, like, choleric and always, like, freaks out. And he should, like, be more calm. And then he he tries to be, but at the same time, because, like, Jess doesn't have a job. She gets her, uh, she gets her period. Then also because I think Winston also doesn't have a job or no or he like broke up with his girlfriend so he believes that he is also pmsing and it's just like too much for nick and nick is just like i'm going to the store does anybody want anything and just leaves because he like tries to contain himself but he will burst and then he just finds ten and he just like talks to him and he like kind of like understands what like tan is trying to tell him and then like he like does this kind of water 
I want to call it water therapy type thing. And then he tries it again with like Jess and it doesn't work because he's like not that kind of Zen character, but it's just, yeah, it's a deep friendship, him and Tan. I don't think his name is Tan. No. Is it Han or something like that? I don't don't want to say the name I think he is because mine's racist. I think, isn't it like Mr. Kim? No, it's not Kim. (sighs) Damn it. We're sorry. We're sorry, (laughs) new girl character. That we can't remember the name of. Maybe you should have said more words, and you would have been more memorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nick, everybody, what a guy! Um, <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> Jess, who wants to go first? Should we let Selena go first? As, as our no, yeah, Selena, you should go first for this one. As our Jess. Yes, yes, I am the Jess. Because <laughs> she was the last to Very move true. in. In the I in the was, apartment, I was the last to move in. Yeah. I'm not only that quirky. Because, only because she was, you know, yeah, she really was like busy when shit. we first moved in. Yeah, I was you, working you, in the desert. I worked in the desert. <laughs> God, anytime someone says, "Oh yeah, we're going land," nah, fuck that like, shit. Yeah, have no, fun. Fuck no, <laughs> hell, hell no. I've done that once. Never need to do it again. Ten degrees, I'm good. Selena has done that about more times than I can count on two hands. Yes, nowadays I'm constantly freezing if it's not like I got the California <laughs> skin now, you know? Like everyone here is like, oh, it's not that uh, cold. Skin. <laughs> She's a lizard. I am a lizard. <laughs> I'm a lizard. Cool. So mine is season five, episode 15, Jeff Day. It's the one where Jess needs a new car. And she's kind of scared to, like, go alone as a woman because, you know, as well, if a woman, everyone knows that. That's why I never bought a car and, well, also probably never will because it's unaffordable right now anyways. But this is, like, one reason why also, like... Fuck you, Germany. Women, I mean, mm, fucking Putin, (laughs) well, but whatever. Um, But, like, every woman knows that it's very difficult for you to go into, like, car, you see... What are you saying? Car dealership. Car dealership. That's not a dealership. And just be there by yourself. And then just, you know what you want. And every salesman is just like, oh, it's a woman. I'm going to like give her, like sell her some shit because she doesn't know any better. That's like happens to every woman. And that's why you're probably really scared and try not to do it. But she tries to do it by herself by just pretending she's going to write a couple of emails and pretend she's a man. But she, but she still has to come in. And uh, so... Nick and her, by that time, also boyfriend, Sam, sort of want to help her. And again, Nick is just playing like another like alter ego. And uh, well, it it becomes kind of like that sexist to her that at the end she just freaks out and she like drives with the car she wants and with the, with the salesman and Nick and Sam and she yells at Sam and Nick that they should like be friends and not be like Nick shouldn't be, well, they shouldn't be jealous of each other. And tells the salesman, this is what I want. I don't need extra space for, like, my shopping or whatever. I want Bluetooth. And she just drives like a mad woman. And by the end, she gets what she wants. Yeah. And she took over her fears and was really smart about it. If you haven't seen that episode, you've seen it now. Yes. So good. It's such a good episode. Uh, I'm going to go next because my episode has already been said. But um, what what for? Who did you use all in for? Uh, I used it for Winston. For I'm, his I'm using all, all in all in for Jess. It's kind of a it's a bit of a Jess and Nick episode, but it's um the expectations of love from those in love and the you know the others around you that Jess and Nick decide to escape to Mexico because I don't know the re- the reason why they do, but it's you know they're dodging their responsibilities. You know, they they skip right to the honeymoon period. The writers give us this relationship between Nick and Jess 
early on in the show, which I think is like a, a bad thing for them. It's it sets it sets the tone for so much of the show because they rush into this relationship after two seasons of building, and the writers are, okay, you know, we know a lot of shows are doing the whole will they won't they style right now. New Girl needed to sort of get ahead of the curve, especially when New Girl was coming out. Bones was coming out, and there was the whole Booth and Brennan kind of thing. They did that for like six seasons, pretty successfully, um, and then it was like the whole you know. You know, we can't wait that long for, you know, a a relationship people know is going to happen to, you know, we have to sort of, you know, give it to you. And then we were happy as an audience, but then you you see it crumble. And for Nick and Jess to get back, they they have to go through so much to get back. Like, you know, you know, I think five more seasons worth of, you know, failed relationships, like to honestly find that honest to god you know love that is genuine and not just like yeah let's fucking do this such a good it's it's a great episode like you know to the point where selena selena can use it for winston but for me i use it for jess nice nice well i just kind of want to uh piggyback off of something ed said like the idea of the will they won't they i i almost feels like the new girl approach wasn't about with any of the relationship, it's not about will they or won't they. I mean, it's like the, it's, you know, can they? If you look at Nick and Jess's episode relationship, you know, obviously there's breaks and they date other people. And when they're together, they, they struggle to be together. And it's the same thing with, you know, Schmidt and Cece and all the relationships in the show are just aren't will they or won't they. It's can they. And I think ultimately that's like a it's a it's an interesting take. And, you know, for me, it kind of helps build into the episode I picked as my favorite Jess episode, which is Parents, Season 2, Episode 8. Not only does this episode have Rob Reiner and Jamie Lee Curtis, but, you know, it has a parent trap aspect. It's got fucking Thanksgiving. It's got Nick essentially falling in love with Jess's mom. And it's still, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't fucking blame him. And the, you know, the idea of can they kind of surrounds... The, this episode too with you know her parents and for them it's like they they've accepted that they can't and they're happy with it you know they they try to move on with their lives and jess obviously she cannot accept that and she tries to get her parents back together and it's just i feel like it's one of those things that kind of shows it, it shows me anyway just fundamentally she just wants everyone to be happy whether they fucking like it or not <laughs> she wants everyone to be in like this perfect picturesque world that just doesn't exist and it's hard for her to kind of deal with that especially with her with her own parents you know so for me it's that episode is just phenomenal and it's honestly all of the new girl thanksgiving episodes are hilarious to me that is true actually i like like that episode you said it's probably like one of my favorite episodes overall of new girl Mm. it's so good it's such a great thanksgiving episode i think my my one of my favorite overall episode is the um is it the raccoon that's in the is in events in the hotel. Oh yeah, the the Dur- wedding during, one. The wedding, yeah. the yeah. wedding, the wedding party. Oh my god, just Winston doing the whole die hard thing. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, when you started speaking about your Jess episode, um, Sebastian, if we're on video chat, you would have seen what happened. Me and Selena actually shared a look because we're about to throw a curveball at you, and I thought 
I knew you were going to mention an episode that was going to include Rob Reiner because how could you not, you know, Rob Reiner. Um, it's Rob Reiner. Because uh, we're going to throw a curveball now, Sebastian. You need to pick a cameo and you're not allowed to pick Prince. Fuck you. <laughs> and and now that you've you've mentioned an episode with Rob Reiner and Jamie Lee Curtis, can't use those either. Oh. So what do you Ooh, do? No, no, I got who, go. who I got you motherfuckers. When they go to New York, the entire cast of Brooklyn Nine Nine cameos. Fuck this is <laughs> that's what Selena's fucking that's were gonna what? do. Yes <laughs> Predictable <laughs> hell you a fuck. I know you too well, Sebastian. <laughs> both Selena and Mikey, when we were going to Batman earlier, both agreed that, yeah, that's the episode you were going to pick. And how could I not? <laughs> no, your response great, your response should have been, yeah, that's on me. I set I set the bar incredibly low. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my cameo, of course, being a football fan, is JJ Watt himself trying to sing, which is just hilarious for me. Because you know, if you're not playing, if you're not playing football, you can do nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the um, like I didn't even wa- I didn't even watch New Girl when this episode came out, and like the NFL like fandom went into like complete anarchy over this episode because JJ Watt pulls down a box that has a Browns helmet in it, mm-hmm. and they f- that like. NFL fans thought that JJ Watt put the helmet there to suggest he was going to move from the Houston Texans. He did not. He moved to the Arizona Cardinals where he did what he did for the Houston Texans, get injured immediately and then never be seen again until next season where it happens again. Because this man's life is definitely on a schedule of try real hard, fuck up and disappear. Kind of like me every day. Interesting. <laughs> Selena, your my cameo. My favorite cameo is uh, the one because it came out of nowhere. It was really short, but it was Taylor Swift, who is actually the secret girlfriend of uh, Cece's fiance. And uh, yeah, it's really cute how she's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, she like stands up and is like, I don't care how small you are or that you're Indian or that your parents don't like me for me being white. I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And they run off and then Cece like talks, looks over to Jess like, well, it hurts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was came sort of nowhere that they put in Taylor Swift. But I also believe that Taylor Swift was also like a fan of the show. So is Prince. Main Prince as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one that I also liked was Jessica Biel, only because I was like, oh, cool, Jessica Biel is working. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. still working. Again, it's at a good. wedding. Good I would have her. said Olivia Munn, but like she had a whole season's worth of character, so yeah, it wasn't was really a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. But Olivia Munn was really good. Yeah. I I would like to give credit. I feel like Megan Fox, she gets a lot of hate, but she, I think she did relatively well. She did well for what, you know, the character that she was given. Oh, is it Megan Fox, not Olivia Munn? I thought, or did no, they, they were both, both in the show. Both. Because, like, I, you know, Olivia Munn, Megan Fox, like, there's definitely, you know, someone in their family tree was a bit naughty. Because they look too much alike. I guess fucking Nick has a type. Yeah, true. Yeah. What, jet black hair? Because it's it's Jess, it's uh, (laughs) Olivia Munn's character, it's Reagan, and then it's that that lawyer character. Um, I don't know what the fuck her name is, but she's played by Janice Ian from Mean Girls. No, she's not a lawyer. Doesn't she play um, she lo- the like the DA to 
like California or some shit. She's like the uh, DA California. She's not allowed to. She's not allowed to tell anyone she's going out with Nick because like it's like slumming. No, that's Schmidt. Oh, that's Schmidt. Yeah, Schmidt dates uh, Fonz Moscato. Yeah, Fonz Moscato. Fonz Moscato. <laughs> I don't remember this lawyer. But there was another girl that Nick dated before, who was like that. I can't remember who the fucking actress is. Yeah. Oh, so many episodes I, of New Girls, my guys. I'm, it might be due. It might be time for Edward to do his next rewatch. <laughs> Honestly, probably. But for the first time today, before we started recording this episode, I watched my first ever episodes of Seinfeld. Oh, really? Yes, he watched Seinfeld with me. Nice. Wait, what episode of Seinfeld did you see? Reluctantly at first, but then I, I, I was getting into it. So which episodes? I mean, I shot them. I, I shot him. I showed him my... She shot me, you guys. I shot him. No, I showed him like one of my like the favorite ones because in the beginning, like the first season, it's like, yeah, they haven't found their, their way yet, but also getting better. And uh, yeah. The jacket episode was probably the, jacket the, the one I liked the most. It's great. Most because asshole dads are, are brilliant. Oh, yeah. And I definitely, like, not that my dad is someone who would tell me to, you know, ruin a suede jacket. But, like, I definitely have family members in my family that, like, if I was to wear something stupid, they would tell me about it. Because when um, uh, Seinfeld tries to put the jacket inside out, but it's like that candy, candy. strip line. But yeah, man. There's, um, we actually managed to keep this contained to an hour i'm i'm impressed roughly yeah maybe next week's episode did it. will um will be a return to form of rambling <laughs> because i'm not there Wait, i'm still looking up lizzie kaplan is is the one da, thank you are. yes I was oh, crazy. Yeah, I, I like her in hot tub time machine hot tub that's where she oh she's also somewhere and else. the the asian guy's name is tran uh, now you see me now you see me too i think she's She's the girl in Now You See Me Too because Isla Fisher doesn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. You literally just found her. IMDb it now. Yeah, We've got I know. time. Yeah, I got time. We're having time, my peeps. Oh, God. Hello. Yeah, she was in Now You See Me Too. And she was in that, Um, it was the show, Um, Masters of Sex. Ooh. Nice about Kaplan wrong. Oh, with, it's with, with a C. C. Oh, whoopsie. Cap. Why can't I find her? I'll put, I'll put Lan. I did. No, 1P. <laughs> oh, god damn. Oh, there she was. Oh, my God. Failing. I don't have her wow. here. Wow. You are struggling. You guys I good? I am stupid. I have issues. What's she been in, Sebastian? I feel like you have her up right now. It, no, no. She's boo. She's boo. She was in Now You See Me Too. She's been in Master, She was in Masters of Sex, and she was in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. She was in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Oh my God, that was yeah. Janice Ian. That movie means so much to you. I feel like that's the movie you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And I don't understand how I could forget that that was the same person who played Janice. And Janice, you're I'm welcome. so sorry. I have to apologize to so many people. Well, you can do it on an Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she can. You can make that Instagram post on Friday when we release this. Just episode stick the camera in front of yourself. Tran. Like, I'm His sorry, you guys. Tran. 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 Yes, I said that like three times. <laughs> All right, before we start rambling over each other, it's time to go, everybody. Um, yep. We hope you enjoyed this extra duper special episode of Specialness. Um, next week, um, we're finally going to get to that Marvel episode. Yeah, finally. Because I, I have time now to do research to the, to the extent that I want to do research. Yeah. 
I'll be like a madman in my room, just papers all around me. We've nothing on them, of course. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've got to make it look like I'm working sometimes. <laughs> There's nothing, like, you don't interrupt a man who's running down a hallway with pieces of paper. Because, mm -hmm. like, if you want to get to, if you want to get to, if you're at point A, you need to get to point B real quick, just grab a stack of papers empty and run. People's like, oh, shit, they're on a mission. <laughs> Freeballing. Take it away, Sebastian. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Selena, for joining us this week. I hope you had fun with it. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure. And we hope you have a safe flight home. Yes. Yes. And uh, we will see you guys next week with the State of the MCU. And take it easy, everyone. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. Uh, I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.